This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Then in hip-hop, classic week, the Beastie Boys, licensed to ill. Look. You need a damn intro on the Beastie Boys, man. I'm going to help you out a little bit. They from New York. You're welcome. Um, this joint was released back in 1986, Ken. Mm. I was two years old when this shit came out. Um, it's interesting listening to this. Cause I, I I never heard it from, like, like it's an entirety. You know what I'm saying? Like, obviously, everybody's heard Paul Revere. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So influential in the game. Uh, I've heard a couple of joints off of here. Brass Monkey, obviously, another. You know, classic. You know what I'm saying? If you're in the hip hop, you've heard that sometime, somewhere. Um, but listening to this, especially the way it, it starts off with rhyming and stealing, I'm like, man, this shit, like, is this really hip hop? <laughs> but then when it gets a new style, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> it's hip hop. Um, and then it's so crazy, Ken. Um, listening to this now, here is so much shit that motherfuckers use today that came from the Beasties. I didn't really know how influential beasties were. Mm. Um, and, and and it's really a time capsule backwards, but even goddamn 30-some-odd years later, it still feels innovative. It still feels like, you know, I always say some dusty shit. This don't sound dusty, Ken. Like, I feel like if this came out today, people would, you know, call it nostalgic. People would, you know, I think appropriately place it, but even for the for the time and for what they're doing, it's so unique that they you can't say that they copied anybody. Like these guys, regardless of when they came out, mm-hmm. whether it's in 2021, 1986, 1940-something, they were going to be pioneers. They were gonna do it a different way. Um, and and their creativity, man, like the way that they infuse rock, um, the breakdowns, you know what I'm saying? The, the the DJ scratching and shit. Like, this is hip-hop, bro. Like, this is really, really, really hip-hop. I, I kind of always question the Beastie Boys, but again, I you know, just out of ignorance. But this shit was dope, Ken. I, I can't even front. Yeah, it's um, it's kind of hip-hop in its, in, its, in its youngest, purest form. Mm. Um, And it's real interesting because, you know, they started out doing rock. As mm-hmm. uh, either rock band or punk band or something like that, but they started up with white shit. Mm-hmm. And then they, uh, you know, of course, switched over to do this, and then they blew up. Um, this thought went through my head when you were talking about them possibly being considered culture vultures, mm-hmm. and um, and I'm wondering if that was ever really something that was discussed. It was '86, so I was 10. Mm-hmm. I wasn't moving around in those circles. I didn't mm-hmm. know any of that stuff like that. So, um. 
Yeah, so I, I was uh, ignorant to a lot of the grown-up conversations that was, you know, that were taking place. But I do remember having this. And as a 10-year-old listening to this, mm-hmm. like, of course I would, would like this. It's uh, mm-hmm. very simplistic, mm-hmm. elementary, um, playful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, where you got some, like, brass monkeys, you know, and and – uh, stuff that I feel like I could rap and and rhyme myself, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know. So it was easy to learn. Um, but yeah, then girls, you know, was mm. you know, one that was that was one of my favorite songs. Ooh. Well, I you know, I'm it's one of those those frat boy songs. It is, yeah. it is, and obviously I'm listening to it with modern ears. It's I was just like, oh my goodness, <laughs> yeah. Uh, fight for your right. Mm-hmm. That shit was dope. Uh, but that was like. You know, damn near rock and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite joints on here, man, is "Holding Out, Hit It." Man, that that beat, that beat is so damn dope, man. I don't know what it is about that that whistle that I lo- love. Mm-hmm. Um, slow and low, that is the tempo. That's yep. my shit too. Yep, 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 yep. That was yep. Um, yeah, of course, you already talked about the new style as as well. Everybody know Paul Revere, man. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah, man, this was uh, like going back, listening to it. It's interesting because, yeah, you, you're right. They like this isn't even the one that really like blew people away. I think the one that was after this was ill communication. Mm-hmm. That was the one that's like their classic classic. Like this mm-hmm. is classic um, just off the strength that here's some guy, white guys coming into hip hop and they did this thing and it kind of mm-hmm. blew up. But ill communication is like them taking it to a, a step further. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't. I have listened to that album. Mm-hmm. I can't even dissect it the way that a lot of people can um, or have, you know, over time. Mm-hmm. Because I, I wasn't. I didn't. I didn't buy that one. Um, um, you know, I can listen to it now, but I, I damn sure didn't have that one. I don't even know how I got this. Mm-hmm. You know, I just remember being over my neighbor's house. Man, we would play. We have it on. We'll be playing around the house and shit like that. But um but yeah man like well respected in hip hop. And the thing about it is that I was on Twitter and I saw a black guy tweet out uh asking if black people really listen to Beastie Boys because people in his circle did not. Mm-hmm. And people were replying back to him was like, "Yeah, we actually did listen to Beastie Boys like that." And I I replied to him was like, "Yeah, we you know, I did. I know everybody around me was black. Yeah. Um, they were talked about uh, in black spaces, you know, with me. He was in New York. I'm surprised, like, it didn't get that play here. But, um, but yeah, in, in the South for me, like, I thought most people listened to the Black Beastie Boys. Yeah, and, you know, obviously, like I said, I was two years old when this came out, so I, I, I can't speak for that era. But what I can say is, is that black people like music that they can move to. Mm-hmm. And Beastie made a lot of joints that you can move to, or that were um, very energetic at the time. Mm-hmm. Like Paul Revere is some, is just some you you never heard that before. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And and then just think about like 20, 30 years later, how many people then took that 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 sound or that that style and made it more modern from that point. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And then even still, like it's not like a a dance dance joint. But you, you knocking yet like you know what I'm saying like black people are moving to that. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the other one? Uh, Brass Monkey. That that's a party song, bro. 
Mm-hmm. You like you getting, you know what I'm saying? You getting lit, you having a damn good time, the brass monkey. Um, like I see black people, Latino people, everybody's dancing to that. So I could see why and how Beastie Boys were were they just they were genreless, you know, mm-hmm. at the time. Because like I said, when it started, I'm like, mm, this is really hip hop. And it is hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a lot of tracks that solidify it in hip hop. But let's be honest, like they were genre bending from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh just looking on on Apple Music, uh, yeah, credit I guess I guess this is a conversation. Does it hold up? Um, and I don't, that, that is a good question. I can see people easily listen to this and be like, yeah, that does sound old. But at the same time, I wonder if this is also just my familiarity with it. It's like, mm-hmm. I, I would say, yeah, I think it holds up, but I don't know. I mean, some of the rhyme styles are clearly outdated. That wouldn't hold up, but production wise, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's, I don't know. I think it could work today, but I think the rhyme style may uh, bother people a little bit. Yeah, well, no, one hundred percent. But here's the thing: I, I think the better question is, did it age well? Mm-hmm. And it did, and it has. Um, you know, we've been doing classic reviews on Patreon for a minute now, and sometimes some of these albums, ooh, mm-hmm. shit, it, it it feels and it sounds like it's stuck in that time frame. And again, that's why I was saying with this project, they were so far ahead of the time that if some of these songs came out now they would still have an impact. Brass Monkey will still have an impact today, right mm-hmm. now. Um, Paul Revere will still have an impact today, right now. Um, some of these other joints, maybe not. You know, we're talking 30 years of evolution. Yeah, yeah, no. Nah, yeah, I don't, I think content-wise, not necessarily. I mean, it's um, Mac Miller. Remember mm-hmm. Mac Miller was that college mm-hmm. type of party rap? Mm-hmm. That's what these guys Mm-hmm. Uh, were back then. That was this the '80s version of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, content-wise, a lot of this stuff wouldn't, wouldn't hold up. But um, and then you know some of the drum patterns and stuff like that. Yeah, I get it. But you know, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I I still can listen to it. Yeah. Uh, but I would get somebody to say it does sound old. But shit, slow ride. Yeah, I used to play this shit all the time, man. When I was young. Um, but it's not one that I'd be like, man, you know what? I want to hear that. Listen to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, ne- it never really pops up like that. Um, but when I listened to it, I was like, I should probably play this a little bit more every once in a while. Just, yeah. Just pull it out and give it a spin. Uh, yeah. Just for old time's sake. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah. And, and, and just to expose your kids to it. Because even if it's not something that you always listen to, they'll probably hear it, you know, being sampled or being played, you know, mm-hmm. through licensing, through like a movie or something like that. And your kids could be like, oh, dad was just playing that. Dad, what is mm-hmm. that? You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, nah, most deaf, man. Me, me and my wife, we were just having a conversation about that. Like, I was like, hey, like a lot of this hip-hop shit I listen to, oh, I'm playing it around the kids. Like, they they, they got to know Nas J. They got the A. You got you to gotta know, you gotta know Pac and Big. Give a damn if it's little whoever, you know, in 2030-something, no, you need to know these guys first and foremost. Bro. Yeah, yeah. I, I play music, you know, around the house all the time now. It don't matter who. Um, you know, it's just like, you know, it is what it is. It's music. Mm-hmm. So get used to it. Yep, yep, yep. Ken, uh, this joint, man, came out way back in 86. Um, you got some favorite tracks on here? 
Yep. Uh, trying to get. I'm looking at uh, phone one open. Um. Okay, there we go. Uh, yep. Give me um slow ride. Hold it now. Hit it. Uh, slow and low. That is the tempo. Uh, fight for your right. And uh, the new style. But so for me, ooh. so for me, give me the new style. Give me slow ride. Give me Paul Revere. Give me hold it. Uh, hold it now. Hit it. Give me brass monkey and give me slow and low. You guys know what it is, man. It's classic week. We ain't over yet. We got a couple more joints to round it out. Again, we appreciate you guys and all the support of 2021-2022 is right around the corner. And we got some things that are special. Some things are going to stay the same. You know what I'm saying? But make sure you stay tuned. We still got Dolph Week and Atlanta Week coming up. So if you like Classic Week, I'm pretty sure you're going to like those as well. So we'll catch you tomorrow with another one. We out. Peace. Peace.